It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees. And you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Another roll call coming at you today. Today's roll call is all about former ace, potentially ace this year. Who the fuck knows what happened? It's Luis Severino. I'm excited for him. I'm very excited for Luis Severino. A lot of injuries in the past. We'll see if that if that holds up this year, if he can end up being that guy. I think the ceiling for him, I in my mind, I, I hope that he can be that two-starter. I don't... There's no doubt in my mind that he can be. Will he stay healthy is my biggest question. I hope so. I think, I, I mean, no it's shit. It's not my biggest question. It's everybody's fucking question. I think he will. I mean, he had a the one injury he had in spring training, which kind of snowballed into the Tommy John and everything like that. And I think, I think he's good. I think if he's fully healthy coming into spring, there's no reason to think that he... He can't be healthy. He was dominant when he was playing last year. That's what I was going to so. say. He was I mean, fantastic. Like, small sample size, you know, Murph. But I think because of that small sample size, because of the situation that that sample size was taken, and the fact that he came up with all his injuries, and the fact that he's kind of just, like, thrown in there, and then he also kind of dominated. Like, that's a lot to put on you, especially after coming off there after um, coming off an injury. Like, I am was so so impressed by what he did last year. Six innings pitched, like that's eight, eight strikeouts, yeah. four separate games started, one win, and he did pitch in the postseason, right? Yeah, he threw yep. two innings in that wild card. I will say this too: he came out of the pen last year, which, if you listen to MLB starters talk about it, it's a whole different just mentality, and it's a whole different everything for yep. him. And it, coming back, I know it's pretty common to get some work out of the pen, but the fact that he was that dominant, because he was fucking good when he came out of the pen. The the fact that he was that dominant gives me hope that he'll return to the rotation kind of seamlessly. Yeah. That was my next question. Do you think he's going to be spend more of his time in the rotation or in the bullpen this year? He doesn't have a choice. We don't have starters. It's, yeah, no. I mean, I hope the rotation. Like, I mean, like yeah. that's where we need him. If he's, if he's a bullpen arm, then something is just very, very wrong, or we traded for Scherzer and DeGrom. And Montas and Manaya. I mean, he's fully scheduled to be he starting. Should, he's opening he, second, it's game two, right? Oh, we'll be at that. We'll be at game two. He should be. If all things go correctly, cool. I think he should probably start game two. Yeah. I don't know who the only other option I really think would be Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery. But I think if you're going upside play, then it has to be Severino. His, his other injury was the ankle at the end of last season. Yeah, I think it was like a, uh, something in his leg. I yeah, think his, his leg. I think it was his hamstring. Season, was it hamstring or something? Oh, yes, it was during it was his re- it was during his rehab. He was coming yeah. back. It was groin. He was, was coming back groin. and he was doing a rehab stint and then he got sent packing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his groin. 
And he was out for like a week. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm very, very excited to see him actually pitch a whole season, knock on wood. Um, I will say that one of the things that I was more impressed about, aside from just kind of being lights out, was the fact that even though he kind of like pitched himself into some jams last year, he kind of like pitched himself into some base loaded situations and some situations that were just, you know, they were not as seamless innings as they could have been. And he just got out of them. And like, it was, you saw it kind of fiery you know, kind of uh, mentality that he had in him. And that took me back to when he would first pitch, you know, banging his glove on a way out, out of the inning, and just kind of, like, having that fire under him. And being able to get out of the inning was, I think, yeah, out of anything else, like, the biggest takeaway from being back from rehab. And I think a lot of that is rust coming off. Is like yeah. He only pitched for six innings during the regular season. In the playoffs, he's never been a person that's really been successful in the playoffs, just in his career, short career, albeit, but... Um, he gave up a run in that Red Sox game, but everybody was giving up runs in that Red Sox game, so it's not really on him. And I mean, I, I just think I'm I'm excited for a full, hopefully a full year of Luis Severino. But even more so, I think this leads to him having a very successful start to a year because this is full first, full first full off season in a fucking long time. Like in two years, he's coming in. We know we're getting Luis Severino. Knock on wood. Hopefully, he doesn't get fucking hurt. And that I I just. I could see it happening, and I don't want to speak that into existence, but I could see him getting hurt, and I just, I just don't want that to happen. I just don't think that you wrong. can say he's an injury-prone guy because of the nature of the injuries. I mean, if you want to go, I'm not the only one. Like Baseball Reference, they put out. We're, we're going to talk about the projections, but like they have a reliability factor. His is nine percent. The rest of them are like eighty-one. That's fine. So they're they're saying like, hey, he could do this. If he pitches, I mean, they actually have his projected to be 35 innings pitch. What the fuck? That's that can't be that's right. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's his, why it's 9% reliability. I'm, I'm going to jump the gun for just one stat, but I mean, his zips projection, which we're using for all the roll calls, is 97 innings, which is not a lot, but it's not. I mean, honestly, why don't we just go over all of the zips projections because we don't really have much detail to go over. From well, I do. There's one thing I would like to say, though, is that last year his fastball velocity was right there just a tick below his career That's mark. That's a big thing. Which is huge because he threw, what, six innings? Is that what you, yeah, he threw six innings, and his fastball was back up right hovering in the midnight, like 95, 96. I mean, that's the biggest question coming off the time of John, right? Exactly. And he and he hit – he was six-tenths of a mile an hour difference than a full 2019 – or, well, not a full 2019, but he was a mile an hour down from 2018, and that's in six innings. And so, that's without a spring training or anything like that. I'm going to ask for two factorials on this episode, the first of which, before we get to the sun probability factorial later, to close the episode out. What do you think the factorial of probability is that he becomes bully Sevy again? Out of 100? Uh, yeah. A percentage? I would say 74. Wow. That's pretty high. Yeah, he's very good. I know, but this... He again. also has pitched 18 innings in the past two years. He had also Tommy true. John. It's a two-year in. It's a year no, and a half I, injury. No, I agree. But I, that's, I you're agree saying that it's really hard to come back. Yeah, that's that. that's all. Oh, that's, there's also come, rust that comes back. For like, like you're not, saying like, oh, he had Tommy John. That's why he was out. Yeah, we're not saying that. Like, we're not. That's a good excuse to be out. But we're saying coming back from that's tough. That's it. Yeah. And he did it sure. for a little bit, but it was six innings. So like, we need to see a full sample size of it. Like, Murph, what do you got, it, Matt? I got it. Percentage wise. Like, if we're talking like 
goalie Sevi. Like he is back to his prime form at his best at that we saw in 2018-2017. 40. I think I sit around there as well. I was literally going to say 42. And I, I'm, I'm cool with that because that is a yeah. – if we're getting that Severino, like I'll, I'll read you his numbers in those two years. He came in Cy Young third place in Cy Young and ninth in Cy Young. The third was he was 23 fucking years old. Do you remember how promising it was being a Yankee fan at that time? Where we yeah, <laughs> just, just that whole fucking team that wasn't supposed to be there and we have the ace Luis Severino on the mound just – that team was so much fun. He had 193 innings pitched. It's a little bit more than the 35 they're projecting for him. That same season, 2017, 190 innings pitched, 3.08 FIP. Where is his ERA? 298. 298 and 298 ERA. Uh, 14 and 6. Almost 11 10.7 strikeout to strikeout per nine. Yeah, that's what we're simultaneously saying at the same time. Uh, 1.04 whip. Like he had just an unbelievable year. Six war. And when you look six war, when you look that's at we we talked about this on like, yeah, that's the number I don't think he can get back to the most. I don't think war. that the one that I'm worried about, I don't think he's gonna throw 193 innings. Even if he's healthy he's enough, not. I don't think that they're gonna let him. Yeah. So that's part of the bully though. That's the thing. Well, I think he's gonna throw enough meaningful innings. They didn't put a limit on Tyone and he came back from two Tommy John's cancer and ankle surgery, so didn't he have cancer twice? Or mm-hmm. He did. One thing we brought up on the last roll call for Sevi, which obviously didn't age well, um, we we mentioned a lot of his numbers in that same year, 2017, 2078, 2017, 2018, against Cole during that same time period. And Sevi was younger, and he was better. He had better stuff in those years than Garrett Cole did. And look at the trajectory. Just imagine the trajectory that – Sevy could have had if he continued playing like that. Like, he's look at where young. Garrett Cole blossomed into. I know, he's still young. He's going into his age 28 season. It's not fucking that. I mean, guys like, I mean, uh, uh, never mind. I was going to say, guys like Scherzer are 30 fucking eight years old, but it's not really, you right, can't Gardner's really compare it to. You know old. how many pitchers can the go late? program there are of how good their trajectory could have been. And that whole 2017 team and Sevy and Herman and yes, but he did it for two years. He did it for two full years. He had 193 innings and 191 innings. The the sample size is strong. There came in these top 10 and Cy Young both years. One of them was third. I'm very confident that this is not the same as a Glaber who had one good year, Gary who had one good year, and I will say it's a lot different. He's not he. His trajectory was thrown off because of injury. The other ones just forgot how to play baseball. Yeah, <laughs> so. He hasn't been on the field to tell us he's been bad. Every time he's been on the field, he's been dominant, though. Yeah. Every time. I agree. I agree. And that's, what, that's also why I kind of have high hopes is because even when he has battled injuries, he'll come back and it's like, boom, snap, nothing happened. Yeah. I think 40 is a high number. I don't think 40 is lowballing. Like, I think, I, I think 40 yeah, is I saying – it is almost 50-50 that he will be what he yeah. once was, which is really high. I think he'll be as what he once was while he's out there. I don't, And I don't think he's going to miss time because of injuries, but I think they'll skip starts here and there. I think a huge season for him would be if he could throw 130 innings. I think if he can throw 130 innings, I'm very happy. Zips has him at 97 innings pitched this year with an 8-5 and five record. So they have him, they have him coming out of uh, – not out of the pen. They have him – being in the rotation, but obviously uh, I don't know if yeah. they're factoring an injury there or just like limited use. 
Sevi hasn't really ever been a guy to go deep into games. He always has usually has high pitch counts because he gets himself in trouble. So yeah, it it doesn't necessarily bode well for him to have a lot of innings pitched. So especially if we're gonna take over under on that, I'd probably take the under. I think ninety seven. Or, or like, pr- I'd probably say like that's pretty close to what I expect him to get. I'd agree with that just because he, again, like Ross said, like he was already a guy who threw a lot of pitches before he got injured, and now he's coming back from injury. And you saw when he was rehabbing, even in those, you know, what six innings he actually pitched last year, he threw a lot of pitches. And I think he's going to do that again this year. Just kind of like, again, he's coming off an injury. He was already doing it beforehand. He's going to find his rhythm again. And that all leads just throwing a lot of pitches, which ultimately leads to throwing less innings. My, my what to watch for with him is, like, I, I'd be more impressed if he comes back and has command over the electric fastball that we remember. I'd, I'd Like, he he will still have the speed if he can't hit 100. Like, if he if he sits at, like, 95 and has more command, I think that'd be more of, like, a, a maturing Seve that we would get, like, a different version of Seve that, you know, I think that'd be better. If some people come out of Tommy John and throw harder. I, I, I'd That's be... Rare. I'd be some it happens, but I'm just saying or get back to their regular pace, which is already fucking hard. I'm just saying I'd be okay if he's throwing and sitting at ninety five, but not absolutely wild. Dude, he averages ninety seven point two through his career. That's wild. I don't th- do you think he'll be able to hit that again? I think he'll brush it. What was he what was he touching when he came back last year? Ninety five, ninety six. He I think he hit ninety eight a couple times. He would he also I mean that that could 95. go higher though, because he has to get once he gets stretched out and like yeah, that's why that's the beginning saying. of the season Guys like Garrett Cole are sitting at like ninety seven or whatever, and then yeah. and then they hit yeah. one hundred and one. <laughs> Does this move the needle for you guys at all? So that was the Zips projection on innings. If you go through and look at the, you know, I think there's six or seven different projection metrics on fan graphs. You got one fifty one, a couple at one twenty three, one fifty one, one fifty two. I mean, Zips is very bearish on it. The rest of them are pretty pretty high and pretty standard for a guy coming off Tommy John and a regular workload. You know, coming off that injury. Do you, does that affect you at all, or are you still hanging out there around 97? It does for me. I think that that 123 number is a lot more realistic, assuming he stays healthy the whole year. I think 130. I think 130 is the benchmark for us to be happy. Yeah, now that we start looking at those other ones, I, I, I'd really, I, I'd I mean, be pretty upset if he only gets 97. Assuming no IL stint, which is obviously a big assumption, he's going to have more than 20 starts. And, I mean, 100 innings is Five innings, twenty starts. Like I, you got to believe he's going to get pretty far past that if he's healthy. I mean, even the, yeah, even Zips has him at eighteen starts or seventeen starts. So I mean, the rest all have him twenty four, twenty four, and then you know around thirty games. So that's some bullpen work too. Do you think he spends? How much time do you think he spends in the bullpen? I don't think much. I don't see where he fits in the bullpen. I, w- I, I don't see why he if would. He's going to be in the bullpen. He would start he, in the bullpen, but I don't see the advantage of starting him in the bullpen. Yeah. You know where I could see him doing a bullpen is like a bullpen game. Like if they're open, kind of, they open for him and he's the they, piggyback. Yeah. If they do something that. weird like that kind of uh when they're trying to skip starts or get innings in for guys like Schmidt and King and give everybody a little rest kinda of in the dog days of summer, I could see him piggybacking like him and King or him and Chad Green or whatever the case may be. I could I could see some pen work like that, which is yeah. probably why they only have it in like eight games. I mean, listen, if this season is going to is gonna be anything remotely close to a playoff run, Severino is going to be a big part of it. If he, if he has a great year, like, I feel like this season it goes as far as he can take us. Like, he, he's that X factor. Like, you know what you're going to get in Garrett Cole. You know what you're going to get in Judge. You know what you're going to get in Stanton. 
if Luis Severino comes out and absolutely dominates like the Sevy that we remember, like we're a lot of us are are kind of pessimistic and bearish about this season heading in. A lot can change if Luis Severino becomes that fucking dude. Because if you have a two-headed monster in Cole and Luis Severino leading, the, like you, you might not lose to people in, in a playoff series, if, especially a three-game playoff series. Like yeah. it's it's it. Those two can absolutely take. Like you look at the Mets and they just got Max Scherzer and they have Jacob Degrom. Now they have a legitimate shot in in any playoff series, regardless of their offense. Which yeah. like that, that when you have these two, he is my biggest X factor on this entire team. Yeah, I was just about to say like. If we are going to make a run in the playoffs, Severino has to be number two. Like, that's just how it's going to be. He has to be number two, and he has to be able to go deep-ish in games, which yeah. is another reason why I think the innings limits or the innings yeah. numbers are lowest because they're going to limit him for that playoff push, assuming they add a couple more pieces and have the potential to make a deep playoff run. In a short series, if you can go Cole, Sevy, and then Montgomery, who's solid, and he's nutted up in the postseason time and time again. I think that's a good, you know, you've got a one-two that you should be favored in against most people. I would say most, probably not everyone. but And then you roll into a toss-up game three with Montgomery. And, you know, if you end up getting to game five, you're back to Cole. So, I, I, yeah, he's a massive, he's a massive, massive part of, Literally the whole team next year. When does like he become a free agent? Next year. So right now, Fangraphs has him as the three starter behind, behind Montgomery. Montgomery, and then Cortez and Tyone. I don't know. I feel like that's subject to change. Maybe not. Even if that's the opening day starting five rotation, I feel yeah. like that's going to change. Even if everybody's healthy, I feel like a lot of people aren't even like he's not. He's not a conversation in the league right now, and I feel like. He quickly will become one. Like, like no one's. I feel like a lot of people forgot about Severino, including us. Kind of like until we sat down to do this roll call, I I forgot about him. Like, we haven't really seen too much of him. And I mean, once if he comes out and starts dominating, like that changes the narrative so quickly. And like we we talk about him at the deadline over the past two deadlines, it's always been like, yeah, Luis Severino is that deadline acquisition that they that they desperately need because that's just another way of saying and or covering up the fact that we don't make moves. But he is he's, he's this free agent <laughs> that you can spin that narrative to do it right now. Like, that's our free agent move that we're going to get because we didn't really have him before. So now whatever he gives us is just gravy. But, like, we need him. Over under times that Boone or Cashman combined refer to him as an offseason get this year <laughs> or before the season starts or within the first few weeks. I'd of say season. over three and a half. I think that's totally fair. I'd take the over. I'd hammer it. Would you take over five and a half? I, I think that's right about accurate. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the under of three. Yeah, like you haven't met our front office. Here's the biggest question for you now: What is his son probability factorial? I think this one is interesting. When you talk about a leash, so we chat, we talked about it on the other episodes. I think he's got a short leash. Disagree. Not not no does. not short. I don't want to say short. He's not like a short leash. Like Andrew Heaney, and that's I shouldn't even have said that. That's disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. But players that ever he has like a moderate leash, I'd say. I would say like fifteen percent. Fifteen percent sun probability factorial. Yeah, I was gonna hover around there. I was gonna say it, yeah, because I think that like he's got some, you know, he's got some um, some room to play around with. Like if he has two bad games, we're not gonna send him to the sun. Yeah, it's gonna no, be a, it's, it's gonna be discussion. We're gonna talk about it. 
but we're not going to go straight to the sun. If he sucks for the whole time, the earliest I think he can make the sun is like halfway yeah. to the season. His ERA needs to. I don't know about that. I, like, I was going to say like I was going to say like four or five starts. If you like. no what? So, and you uh, you have him at fifteen percent. That that's banking on him having five terrible starts to begin with. I think if he shows signs, I'm that saying terrible. I'm saying terrible again. starts. I'm saying if he shows signs that he's tipping pitches again, like he did for that like ten game stretch where he was getting. You just send him to like. Like timeout, son. Yeah, where bit. he yeah. was getting lit up for like five, six, seven runs a game, where his ERA literally went from like one seven to three five in five starts. I think if he gets to that level again, then I think that that's where we pull the plug pretty quick, because that was you know like like I said, is a pitch tipping problem. I think if that is an issue again, then maybe it opens the discussion, and I that's where my whole number comes from, because he's got the talent. He's not losing life on his fastball. He's not losing anything on his pitches, really. I I really think the only way that he gets back to the sun is if you either send him there because of injury or if he gets that pitch tipping problem back, which they've been working on, and I think Matt Blake is a huge, huge, huge help in that regard. I'm going to put him at, I think, 15% is fair. I don't think it will happen. I, don't, I think he's going to stay grounded. I agree, but I think 15% is fair. Yeah. What do you think his uh, – the Zips has his projected ERA at 362. You think that's uh, – would you take under or over that? Under. I think 362, I would be a little disappointed. I think, I think, I think that's slightly under. I think if it's above 362, like I think that's a pretty good number to put the projection at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything above that, be that becomes like a very average pitcher. Like, if you're like close to the fours, it's like, wow, you're you're nothing. You're, J-Hap could get a four. I feel like if he's close to the fours, we're not going – we have no shot at making a deep run. Yeah. He needs to, he needs to throw in around a 3-3 three, three for us to legitimately have a chance at competing in the playoffs. Yeah, 3-3, three, 3-5 three, three, I'd be happy with. Yeah. All right. Anything else is a bonus. All right, that was Luis Severino. As always, if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Go subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, Love you guys. More roll calls to come every day from here on out. Catch you later. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Get things right.